Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. And let's begin. Peace and blessings, family. I'm 19 Keys. This is 19 Keys Podcast, where we have electrical thought patterns and enlightening conversations. Today, I find myself in South Africa, and it's Africa's tallest building, and I'm sitting here with some very smart, intelligent people. I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves, and then we go break into a very powerful conversation and dialogue. Not only introduce your name, but also introduce what you're studying. All right. Um, I'm Kiamu which means I am welcome. Okay. I'd like to share that with the people. Um, I'm from South Africa, and I'm currently studying Mythological Engineering. Mythological Engineering. Yeah. And my brother. I'm from Mythological Engineering. I'm from That's for fun, though. You can, that's my handle. So, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm done, actually. completed my mining engineering degree recently. So, How? Uh, looking forward to that, and I'll bring them on to Let's keep it rolling. You, you, first, I want to say something about uh, your degrees and what you're studying because those are not common ones that I actually hear. You know, mythology and mining, engineering. Um, a lot of times we hear, I know a lot of people that I know in America studying psychology or sociology or, you know, African American studies and things <laughs> of that nature. But you all are actually studying a skill set that you can actually utilize to help build your country up. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing right now. Like, Metology. Can you explain to people what that is, you know, the study of metals? Definitely. Um, metology is the study of met- metals and minerals. So basically what got me into metology was that um, South Africa holds almost 90% of the world's minerals. Mm. So it only makes sense for me as a South African to know about the minerals that are on my land so that I can not only connect with my land but also 
um, utilize what God has given us to bring us into a better place. Right. So that's why, like, mythology, I'm doing that. And yeah, mythology is just about the process of um, after the mining engineers have mm -hmm. extracted the metals from the ground, yeah. we now um, transform it into um, things that we can use, products and everything that is made out of metal, really. So, so, so I find that extremely powerful, especially for myself. So. I have gold water. I have a mineral supplement company, right? Wow. So we actually have gold water, and of course we're born with gold in our body, yeah. as I imagine you all should know. Yes. So <laughs> the increasing of gold in your body electrifies your system, uh -huh. right? So when scientists were trying to figure out why is there gold in the body, and they found out that it has anti-inflammatory properties and it electrifies, you know, the nerves within your body. Yeah. So when you drink the gold, it actually stimulates the brain, the body, the mind, the spirit. Yeah. So our goal is to mineralize you because... We live in today a society that people are more afraid of chemicals or, or minerals than they are chemicals. True, yes. Right? And so you have to uh, uh, um, re-enlighten our people on the yeah. study of our nature. Exactly. Now, the important thing here, you can go ahead and take a look at the bottle. Thank you. Um, but my brother, you're studying mining and engineering. And I find that so monumentally important because... You know, coming out of apartheid, coming out of, you know, colonialism and things of that nature, everybody has robbed Africa of its minerals, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of it is because some of the times the people were ignorant of how enriching those minerals were and how to capitalize off those resources for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that now you have the information and the knowledge and the know-how, you can now, you know, go to parts of land where people have those minerals and mine it for yourself, yes. you know, because the, the, the British, the Indians, the Chinese, everybody's here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so now yeah. it's time for yeah. Africans to take back Africa and utilize the minerals for ourselves to build ourselves up. So why did you get into uh, mining engineering? <laughs> it's a pretty cool one. It's a pretty cool one. But yeah, it's, it's important, bro. It's, uh, it's more of thinking uh, broader. It's more of trying to understand the value of, of what you possess as, mm. as a nation, as a country. You know? We 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 poor cause not because we do not have things, because we don't understand the value of right. what we have. Exactly. You know? So the Westerners they came take gold, give us paper. Mm. It's not because we did not know what gold is or what gold does, but we never really we had not exploited at that time. We, right. we never really got to understand the actual value which gold possess. So if someone understood something better than you, they will do whatever right. they can to exploit you because you, right. you, you, you understand what you have, but the amount or the value it possesses to other people. Right. Because to, to us, it could have been a golden stone, right. which was not. I mean, we use, we use stones. Uh, I mean, we use copper, we use gold, everything, all the minerals we use. We even knew where to mine what right. for what. Exactly. Back in the days, uh, we used spears. We yeah. used copper for them spears. There yeah. was mining. Actually, everything began with mining. Yes. Yeah, it did. You, you know, that's an interesting point you bring up because when colonizers come to any place, they make it seem as if they're civilizing and teaching the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, what they do is they rob the knowledge that the people have, have yes. right? And then they kind of repackage it and then try to resell it to yeah, the people yeah, after yeah. they rob them of their own culture and know-how. So it's amazing that um, a lot of people don't know how, I, you know, the quote-unquote woke, 
a lot of South Africans are. <laughs> because from the conversations I've had with you all, you all are amazingly aware of what's going on in this country. Yeah. And I think that because in America, we, we wear our awareness with a sense of anger and pride mm -hmm. at the same time. Okay. So you can, it's wearing on the faces. Yeah. So, but you all, I think, are at this point where you're just ready to move forward and build. So yeah. even though I'm sure that you all see colonizers the same way we do, the way that you go about moving forward, I think, is more progressive because it's like, you know what? We know what happened, yeah. but now it's time for us to learn these skill sets. Now it's time for us to build. It's, what, 80%, you know, uh, uh, um, Africans out here, or more than that, actually. They say, what, 13% white. And that number is even skewed yeah. because they're not really adding in the rest of the areas. They're just adding in this particular. Areas, yeah. So, you know, that's how they skew it to make it seem like there's more. But even 80 to 90% African, why do you think that, you know, I know in America, we, they call it the United States, but it's a divided state. <laughs> you know, we're separated by states, yeah. cities, uh, hoods, yeah. philosophy, spirituality, um, education levels, uh, politics, Ew. you know, ideas on gender and sex. We separated by all of all these things. Mm. So before we can just see each other as brother and sister, mm. it's the mindset that separates us. So we can never be the majority as long as we're divided, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. even though that across the planet Earth, black people make up the largest percentage of race, you know, on this planet Earth and melanated people, but if we're divided by all of these different things, West African, South African, East African, you know, uh, 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 that's how they keep us never collaborating and working with each other, Yeah. right? So why do you think it is that today, or I, I should ask you today, what do you think that your generation would do differently than other generations have done in order to change, you know, um, what's happened and yeah, yeah. the status? Okay, uh, I don't know. Wanna jump in first? Or should I should ask. Things if I jump in first, I'm like, go for Okay, but I want to hear the masculine. Then I want to hear the feminine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, I, I guess it, it's it's on what can we do better moving forward from yes. now. So, I, there's there's a lot. There's a lot, but actually, there's very few we can do. Oh, it's it's less. It's 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 not as big as people think it, mm. it is. We we come from a systematically ignorant generation yeah systematically ignorant in this sense our parents and the generation before us they were they were rendered stupid they they were rendered ignorant they had to be ignorant for the system to work mm. so you you had you had to give them mantra education mm. you had you had to separate them from a lot of things Blacks, whites, you know. White people still couldn't beat the numbers we came out on. Whatever we had to compete with them, every time we'd come up top. That's why they had to divide us, like right. reduce opportunities. Do not give us enough opportunities as you give right. the rest of, of, of the other and, race. And, and like the education system was yeah. out, out here specifically was created to create an inferior education system yeah. to only make laborers, yeah. Yeah. you know, yes. not to make thinkers, independent thinkers, not to where you study yeah. in engineering yeah. and yeah. mining and metallurgy. No, it was only for you to become a worker, which is basically how our education system yes. is set up as well. Then yeah. the, trick, the trick is now, we are not that generation. Right. You and I and, and the rest, we are not. The problem is we've grown to fear our parents, mm. not to respect them. So I want to get something onto that point. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm going to ask you about mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. 
this generation, I believe, is probably the greatest, most rebellious generation yeah. from indoctrination, traditionalism of their parents that enslaves us mentally. Yeah. Because we have open source knowledge, because we have collaboration of technology to where we can stream each other's consciousness and thoughts, it expands the mind and yeah. it's possible, impossible to put it back into this box mm -hmm. to share the same paradigm as our parents. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I find out here is that a lot of South Africans and of course around the world as well is that you're not adopting the same Christian beliefs as your parents because no. you, it just doesn't make sense. Your mind is expanded too much to worship a white Jesus yeah. on I a Sunday. And so now, what do you think that's going to do for you know, South Africa going forward when there's different religious and spiritual practices that's now embedded into this generation? Yeah. For one, you know, besides like, reshaping the minds of the children mm. but when it comes to wanting power mm. you know the christian man doesn't really want power over you know the don't really tap into that that godliness that yeah. they have yeah. you know because it gives that source outward to white supremacy if you will so yeah. now that we tapping into some of that black excellent spirituality and godliness mm -hmm. how do you think that's going to change the landscape of africa i think it's very important for us to actually keep it simple and to go back to the beginning. And that is actually us finding like our roots and who we are as a people and um, what our forefathers used to do. Like this, this conversation, this topic is actually very deep for me because I come from like a Christian home and I, I was the, like one of the first children to be like, this is not for me and my whole family like judged me like they, they had no idea yeah. what I was going through they had no idea like what is this child going through but yeah I was child. I was the yeah. rebellious needed child an I needed uh, I needed a pasta I don't know how many times they got a pasta to me to like holy water this child because we don't even know and I I kept telling my mom over and over again like I'm not gonna follow something that doesn't resonate with me yes. and I will try everything in the world until I find that that one thing that resonates with me and I tried Buddhism and Hare Krishna and all these other things and yeah. what the main thing that kept coming back was that I need to go back to who I am yeah. I need to come back to basics come back to being simple and that is understanding our minerals understanding our, our mm, ground nature understanding nature understanding our bodies and how our bodies actually work what food do we eat and how does that actually affect who we are as a people that's Beautiful. very important you know what I mean you know um, I grew up in a Muslim household but black Muslim so uh, you know, black Muslim is a little more revolutionary because it's specifically tailored, for one, it was specifically tailored for the plight of black people to enlighten them with knowledge of self. Yeah. So we don't take on Arab ways, you know, and it's not an Arab religion. Arabs are not even the biggest amount of Muslims that practice Islam in the world. They've just sort of been branded as the Muslims. Yeah. <laughs> but that's an ignorance of people who don't travel, mm -hmm. you know, and who just take indoctrination and listen to programming. Yeah. But I know you all have heard of Malcolm X. Um, you know, you have the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Love you him. know, Honorable Amazing. Elijah Muhammad. Mm -hmm. So we grew up in a household where I was taught that, you know, Islam is mathematics, mathematics is Islam. So I was taught to question everything. If it don't make sense, then I have to follow it. Yeah. You know, if my yeah. parents tell me something they can't explain, then I'm not going to believe it because it has to be steeped into truth instead of yeah. falsehood. You can't just say, don't question God, because if, I, if God got the answers, why can't I ask some questions? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, like, <laughs> it's got all of them. Who are you going to question if yeah. not God? So, you know, we've gotten, we was taught that, you know, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, you know, 
he gave Islam to his people, which is a study of our nature, mm -hmm. you know, and he used it and created a religion out of it for his people to give them rules and order so that they can live civilized because they were so uncivilized. Mm -hmm. And so for me, Islam is just a study of our original nature. It's a way of life. I was always taught it's not a religion, yeah. but it was used as a religion for black people in America because growing up, you know, in America, you're going to be faced with so much systematic oppression, yeah. devilishment. Yeah. We had to take away from the slave the system yeah. to fight the We system. had to take away from the way that they taught us how to eat. Yeah. They taught us how, how to, to think. And, and so it was teaching them that, wait a minute, oh, original man is an Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth. Yes. This become a bulletproof system of thinking when white supremacy is constantly shooting at you. Yeah. Physically, mentally, spiritually, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so out there, I know a lot of people know about the nation of Islam, but to that point, I believe that, you know, everything has to have structure and order and rules. Yeah. This generation is going to be a very spiritual generation. Definitely. The problem sometimes is that we get so spiritual, but we don't be in the actual real world. We don't have the material power. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are some people so materialistic that they don't have any spiritual compass. There's no balance. And so it has to be married with that balance. And it has yeah. to be a study of our nature instead of nurture, you know. And so with apartheid ending in just 1994, yeah. that's like literally yesterday. Yeah. And a lot of people <laughs> in the world don't understand how, yeah. like, yo, 94, really? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yesterday. I believe you all have an opportunity to, like, brand that and get people to understand, like, no, it was 94, mm. you know? And, like, even if there's an idea to where you can take all the things that was happening in 94, mm -hmm. music, courtier, mm. branding, all the other stuff, and be like, well, apartheid was just ending for us while that was happening for you all. Yeah. And that's a way for people to be able to, for one, be empathetic to what's happened over here. Yes. Like, people call it third world country, but third world country is just, just means that it was uh, anti- previously colonized. Yeah, previously or not even that. It means that it wasn't... Uh, um, uh, democratic, you know, it wasn't a capitalist society. So initially, that's what that meant. Really? So the fact that you even look at yourselves as third world is, I, I don't see, like, there's aspects of it that I believe are first world, as second, third, whatever it may be, but it has to first change the mindset of the environment that you live in because you all can change the next generation by simply collaborating with each other. True. So we live now in a generation where we can collaborate at zero marginal cost to each other. Yeah. Meaning that you have a fixed bill for your cell phone, but you know now y'all pay for a lot more data out here yeah. than we do. So in America, it'd be zero marginal cost, but now you have the cost of data. Yeah. So you can take the information that you learn and you can teach it to everybody just by utilizing your cell phone. Yeah. Mm. Now they don't have to pay for that education. They can get it for free. Mm -hmm. So now you've just empowered a, a whole entire generation that never would have gotten that education with yeah. information that they can use now, True. right? The same thing with you. You can teach them things to where they can understand the mineral composition of their body and the minerals that exist all around them. And how things are made. Exactly. So what that essentially becomes is the collaboration becomes the wealth. Yes. Right? Because something that I couldn't afford, I just got it for free by getting it from my brother and my sister for yeah. sharing with each yeah. other. Yeah. So now that we exist in a sharing economy, we have the complete ability to revitalize the entire economic paradigm of our landscapes and what we grew up in. We have the ability to where, I don't know if you have an iPhone or whatever, but I would find it more imperative that even if it was five people coming together to buy the iPhone and utilize the apps in there to where they can figure out how they can come together and build a business to cipher money from other economies yeah, yeah. that are stronger than the rent. Yeah. You know, so therefore you can go on a site 
and somebody's paying you for a service and they spend you five, 10, 15, 30, 40 dollars. Yeah. You're creating import export businesses. That's bringing in money to stimulate the economy that never would have been here because they're not creating the opportunities here, so you source them outside. Yeah. So, like, for me, it's like the utilization of technology is the empowerment, yes. right? Yeah. So, yeah. how are you all implementing technology in your daily lives, and, and, or how have you seen technology be implemented in your daily lives to, to start to create and affect change? I mean, um, I think I, I highlighted a bit, I was like, uh, we come for, we were raised by a systematically ignorant generation. But times have changed. Mm -hmm. But there's a, there's a bigger problem. Obviously, probably you guys are a bit ahead in the US. You already, if not working on implementing your 5G and whatnot, all this artificial intelligence, emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. all this technology moving on, it's, it's going to present us with, with few things which are going to be beneficial. But they already are there. People right now are worried about how, how not to become slaves. Because mm. people want to get jobs, people want to work, which means people really want to be slaves. <laughs> Very good point. Like, people are really complaining, oh shit, artificial intelligence, emotional intelligence is going to take our jobs, it's going to do what, 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 what. That is because of one reason. We have a problem of we've never had time or we've never spent time with ourselves. Mm. Like, we don't know who you are. What's going to happen is the artificial intelligence or the world of technology is going to take over. Mm -hmm. Once it takes over, there's few things which are going to drop. Religion is one of them. Mm -hmm. Regardless, every sort of religion, because religion is, is, is a systematic way of getting you into doing into things a... in the same way. It's not you realizing things. It's not you awakening Rituals. to things no. on your own. It's you being it's guided. It's like, I tell you, yo, go this side. Go left. And there, there's a problem because I'm taking you there because I be, know that rule. You think there will be um, artificial, intelligent, generated religions for people to follow? Not maybe really. Maybe not but religion, but maybe what, systems. Yeah, but what we, we have to well, understand I, is... I know what, people will start... Uh, yeah. People worship technology now. They and do. they're yeah, definitely going to be a core systems of people like really worshiping the AI as God. Yeah. So, for instance, we, we, we have religion because of certain, of certain things. We are part of nature and nature is part of us. Mm -hmm. We exist with nature. There's no way we can exist without nature. Yeah. That need will always be there as long as we, we're still alive. So what's the, the solution though? For you, I'm going there. The need for you to be attached with nature or to, to keep that contact with nature will always be there. But the system which you live in needs you to be at work nine to five, Monday to Friday. You only have two days where you, where you chill off. And these two days are you supposed to chill. Nature, because you are part of it, you've been absent for the whole week. It's gonna need you to repay. But now the trick is, if I give you religion and tell you God created nature, do you really think there's a need for you to be in touch with nature because you're in touch with God through prayers? You don't. Religion makes you a good slave because... It's the middleman. Yeah. You, you do not have to be part of nature. 
whereas it makes you feel as if you are part of nature. But that's why uh, the thing is, made. yes, the thing is. So now, artificial intelligence and all these technologies are going to take away all that need for you to go to work. You won't have to go to work now. You'll be faced with the need where you now have to think about really God. Okay, so God, <laughs> what's really happening? And Who you will get I? to nowhere. And what am I? And it's going to be a problem because. You ain't never really had time to understand why, where your interests are, other than the interests which were guided by the church, by religion, by by everyone we've came across. So people gonna start killing each other. So, gonna so die. you know, I'm a very solution-based thinker, mm. and um, there's a lot of people out here who actually understand technology and coding and things of that nature. That yeah. very much self-taught as well. Mm. Yeah. And when we talk about things like artificial intelligence, sometimes we talk about them as if is already a cataclysmic event that already True, happened. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of looking at it as a tool that we can also utilize, because what ends up happening with a lot of things that develop, we put it off to white empowerment to take these tools and utilize them against us, and we yeah. wait for their yeah. plans to be yeah, enacted to and happen. unfold, yeah. yeah. Instead of saying, if artificial intelligence is the wave of the future, then let me control the wave of the future. Mm -hmm. So there's an empowerment, and then there's also a responsibility for us to learn the things that we know will control us, mm. right? Because there's a lot of people that want to be farm. They want to be sheep. They want to be controlled. Not yeah. everybody wants to be a boss, yeah. Yeah. right? So the actually. goal is get into tech, you know, get into these industries that you know will control other industries because there's, regardless of artificial intelligence, an artificial intelligence, a sentient being can never have the capability of creativity, the capability yeah, yeah. of emotions, right? Critical thinking. These are skills for human beings to develop. So we are taught that 70 to 90 percent of the jobs that, don't, that will be in the future don't exist for this current generation yet. Yeah. So what happens is, is this generation actually has to create the jobs yes. based on the innovation of technology yes. and starts to be futurist and starts to think about where will things be and yeah. be innovative in creating yeah. those industries and being industry leaders for ourselves. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of opportunity that exists. The problem is this. I would really a lot of people, not even just that, when you go think about your careers and you go think about your jobs, you're thinking about things in the now instead of things of where they will be. Yeah. So if yeah, you're learning yeah. to take a career and you get into education, it will be outdated by the time the future comes. Yeah. And it will be worthless because a machine has already automated that. And anything yeah. that can be automated will be. That's the age of AI. Yeah. You understand yeah. me? But the fourth industrial revolution. There's nothing more powerful than the black mind and the black spirit. Mm -hmm. I don't care what kind of AI they create. The reason that they created AI is because white supremacy is on its last legs. They, they, they lazy. They can't they do nothing. There's less white people being birthed today than ever before in history. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are losing the majority, what would you like to do? You want to keep power. You don't want to you seek power. To so I will create an AI machine that allows us to have a majority influence and rulership over people who start to think critical and independent. Yeah. Because once people think independent, it is impossible for them to be inside control. a system that they have to be dependent upon. Yeah. yeah. So you cannot control an independent thinking. No. How? That's why we have to get to a God consciousness. I think it's very important for us to not only know ourselves, because as Figo was saying, it's very important that we connect with nature and not have things that are fooling us and making us feel like we are connecting with mm -hmm. nature. And also it is important for us to actually learn about AI and this fourth industrial revolution mm -hmm. and, and not be ignorant to what's happening. Like in South Africa, um, 
people on their phones they they more like they tweet a lot and like escapism yeah it's like more about tweeting silly things and memes and do you have really big influencers out here um we have influences yeah a lot of our celebrities are influencers what do they influence the people though to do stupidity yeah stupid yeah. things like silly songs i mean that's that's, that's how we have there, there's a like a 0.1 percent of you know conscious, conscious yeah. positive and in america it's a lot more actually because for me like the people that I follow, most of them are actually like American, yeah, the conscious. That's, that's a funny in thing. In South Africa, actually. there is no like. That's a funny thing. There's yeah. no. It's like, it's like it's we, very learn, few. we learn more about how to be Africans from you, from guys. Americans, than <laughs> than from our own people. Like, <laughs> now that's interesting. Because that's it's it's it, it it goes back to that. Like we we have no interest on on what we are. It's like the West has came to set things for us, and that's another tricky thing. Yeah, it's a good thing to have black brothers in the u.s but one mistake you black brothers make in the u.s is you think you are more african than the africans themselves <laughs> yeah that no, is for it's, real it's a problem because the, the moment you think like that <laughs> it it makes you guys tools yes to, to, appropriation to damage africa even yeah. more yeah think of think of your 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 your, your hip-hop industry mm. it's so big in south africa our our music Huge. industry is not as big as yours, yours. yeah all our influences come from your music, your movies, everything. Mm. How we dress, everything. A lot okay, of the things. There and there, there might be, you know, that those changes, but a lot of things. And it's not from white rappers. It's from black rappers. Yeah. Because in Africa, I look at you. Oh, that's that's my brother right there. Yeah. But are you really my brother? Because that's another thing. We need to... We need to we well, need to, we, hip-hop that we have doesn't currently teach brotherhood. It teaches yeah. niggerdom yeah. and niggerism. And so hip-hop has effectively went away from godly music, spiritual conscious music, and it went to negative, low-frequency music. Like the... Uh, I got a good brother named Dr. Wesley, and he breaks down the even the frequency in the music yes. has changed yeah. of a lower vibrational frequency that is more of death. So yeah. ours is death and sex culture. You understand me? So, but here's a here's a solution, because music is a universal language. Yeah. When I went to the UK, they were listening to grime, hip hop, house. I come out here, y'all listen to grime, hip hop, house. <laughs> you know, and go to America, grime, hip hop, house. Yep. So I said, wait a minute. Everyone's listening to the same thing. If we systematically, we come together and say that we want to embed certain messages in the music, then we have the ability to communicate with on a worldwide level universally, and we can program each other with more positive agendas and influences if we came together. There's, have you all heard of the Kardashev the Carter scale? No. The Kardashev scale deals with planetary systems so it says that basically if we're looking at it from like an alien civilization mm -hmm. and they looked at America they would say America is a type zero planetary system right uh, because we get all our energy from dead coals and plants right okay. so type one would be more so dealing with us being able to harness the energy of the Sun yeah right so when I look at that right hip-hop is a type one brand 
Hip hop is a planetary brand, yeah. right? It's everywhere. Yeah. It's so now you have other brands, corporations like McDonald's is a planetary brand. Mm. This is very new for civilization to have planetary brands and systems like that. Mm. Now that hip hop has become so powerful as an influencing tool, it has the ability to where we can harness the energy of hip hop yeah. to change the entire world, yeah. Yeah. right? Because the problem with hip hop is it's a trillion dollar export, but black people don't own it. So somebody else owns our energy and consciousness. Yeah. So they owns our message. So yeah. they get to embed the messages and the influence of black people all across the planet Earth. Hell yeah. So it's not until we own the industries and become independent of the corporations that we can decide and get on a one line of communication and say, look, this month is the kind of messages we're going to make. This season, the kind of messages we're going to make. And when you put that into the music, subtly embed it, change the frequency, it changed the entire planetary system of the frequency that all black people are on. Yes. You know? Because I can bring up certain music right now that you all would know it. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. But if I bring up certain speeches from certain political leaders or righteous leaders yeah, in our yeah, communities, yeah, yeah. you won't know it. Right? Those, those are suppressed. Exactly. You don't have those people talking to their whole general population about them getting or standing up on their own and yeah. trying to fight what, what's against them. But you'd rather have something which tells people that actually, you know, if you can do whatever and get 10 millions, it's going to be good. Yeah. But what is 10 millions good for you if your whole community or your whole neighborhood I is still like fucked up? As black know? people now in this generation, we need to learn how to own, how to actually start taking ownership of what we feel like is ours because everything that we bring out is taken like it's it's so sad even like our culture our hip-hop mm -hmm. our music everything you don't pay attention yeah, you know why you know what here's an important thing yeah we allow them to middleman the culture right yeah. so this aspect of how black people influence africans africans influence black people but what we get from Africans, we buy from white people. And what y'all get from black people, y'all buy from white people. Yeah. So the reason that there's not this level of appreciation between each other, even though y'all buying into our culture, you're not buying it from us. You're not buying yeah. directly right. from each other. And then other. even though that we're buying into your culture, we're not buying it from you all. Yeah. But if we were and we were stimulating each other, then we would understand a different level of appreciation and value towards each other. Definitely. Right? Because then we would need each other. Yes. But since we don't own it, and even though we're influenced by each other, we're not directly benefiting from this influence. Definitely. So the goal is now is to create a line of import and export between each other between and we us. buy the culture directly from the culture. Yeah. yeah. And we take it out the hands of every single middleman. Yeah. And we make our rappers and everybody, we make them seem like suckers if they going up there and they don't own their music. Yeah. And they're selling it to us, but somebody else is taking a bigger percentage. Yeah, bigger right? We gotta ask them, no, nah, are, are 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 you colonized? Are are you a coon? Are you a nigga? Are you a, a boy? Yeah. Are you a slave? Because we don't want to hear no music from none of y'all if you ain't bosses of your own music yeah. yes. and if the the music is not embedding messages for the culture then we don't even want to hear it yeah you know that's the kind of responsibility we have as consumers to put on those who give us the products yeah. so you know of course doing for self is 100 percent important yeah. and we have the ability to be completely independent of these systems that we've created and the people you know one thing that happened out here right mm -hmm. you all had mandela we had Obama, <laughs> you know. Mandela pacified the people at a time where they were up in arms and ready to take over the entire system. Yeah. So it wasn't that, you know, you won anything, you were pacified with the token 
to say that, hey, please chill out. We're going to let one of your revolutionaries go, and he's going to act as a symbol. And even Mandela said that I was just a symbol. This is a job for the youth. Yeah. You understand yeah, me? He did. And so you have to understand that because Obama was our Mandela in a sense because at a time where we had uprisings against the government, they said, whoa, 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 let's put our old trick in the book. Uh -huh. yeah. Let's utilize uh, Obama. It worked in South Africa. Yeah. Come on, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it here. It's yeah. the last straw. So we have to remember that we can no longer take Trojan horses. We can mm. no longer trust, you know, a government entities to ever serve our best interests. And we have to delete social contracts with things that don't serve our best interests and start to reconstruct contracts with each other to serve our best interests to be sovereign citizens. Yeah. Yeah. So our best interest and self-interest is that of freedom, justice, and equality. Mm -hmm. But see, we are at this point now where it's not simply about being free. You know who wants freedom? Who? A slave. Yeah. <laughs> so once you get freedom, what do you want? Power. Yeah. The one who has power is the one who controls the workforce. The one who controls the workforce has rulership because you have to come to him. Yeah. So even once you get free, now you got to get a job. So you come to the one who has the workforce. Yeah. So the goal today is to control the workforce so you can control the power. Right? And then it's, it's taking all these corporations that we see in our neighborhoods and we eliminate them. We take the McDonald's out. We take the shells out. We take all of these corporations and say, wait a minute. For one, you're not giving back anything to us. Yeah. Yeah. We're supporting you, and we're stimulating someone else's economy. Yeah. Right? So why wouldn't, if we're the dominant entity around here, why wouldn't we just want to own the corporations and have that stimulate us completely 100%? Yes. Right? So every time you pump your gas, you know that's going back into your community to revitalize it. How can you consider you to have a third world country, but you have first world corporations that's coming over here eating off the people? The first world corporations rule the land. Exactly. Literally, they do everything. And that's why, like... This whole xenophobia thing that South Africa was going yeah. through, I don't know if you guys heard about, Absolutely. but just recently we were going through xenophobia. And people don't actually know what was really going on. Explain to media... people that don't know what xenophobia is, what xenophobia is. So xenophobia is basically like um, uh, people from the same continent like hating on each other when they go into like, for instance, how people from Zimbabwe come here and then all of a sudden South Africans kind of hate on them and they don't want mm -hmm. them there. But people don't actually understand the, the bigger picture of it all. The South Africans, the reason why they're, they're angry is because they feel like they've been robbed. Like Nelson Mandela, yes, he was a symbol for us, but he didn't really, okay, let me not say it like that. No, 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 I want you to say it 100%. He, he didn't really do anything for us. There we go. Let me just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 don't no, apologize no, for telling the truth. You feel like you was a yeah, traitor? Like, that, that, no, that's, that's, that's how, because, there's a, 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 I speak truth to power, you know, yeah. and there's an importance of our generation speaking the 100 unfiltered, you know, unpolitically correct truth. Yeah. You understand me? Because that's how things change. Because the next generation hear it and they take that as reality and then they can move and build on that. Yes. But if we pacify with, yeah, yeah, some my, my parents yeah. like them, so I don't want to yeah. say too much. <laughs> no. It's right? not going to work. So, like, we, we tell the truth about Obama. Obama, like I said, he was a symbol for us, but he didn't give us anything. Yeah. And some people say that it was our fault because we didn't ask him for the right things. <laughs> we gave him the vote without wanting any yeah, real yeah, action yeah. behind it. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, he was a, and he was the first black president to bomb Africa. So it's terrible, you know. Yeah. And one thing I do respect about Nelson Mandela that I will give him credit for is he stood by Gaddafi. You know, he stood yeah. by... Um, uh, Fidel Castro, yes. you know, and I forget the other leader at the time. And that was something when he went to the UK and he was talking to uh, Tony Blair 
about, you know, uh, Gaddafi, he made him understand a little bit from Gaddafi's position. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when it comes to that particular aspect, we don't, you know, we, 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 it's a saying called eat the meat, spit out yeah. the bones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the, for the vegans, we eat the fruit and spit and spit out the seeds. <laughs> <We're talking> about, <laughs> yeah. But we, we, we definitely take the best parts. You yeah. know, and we settle on the best part. That's something that we say in the nation that's not. We settle on the best part yeah. of our people. Yeah. But we won't take the whole if it's not good for us. Actually, mm. just to, just I'm sorry to cut you here. Just no, to add a bit on, on, on Mandela. Because mm. you kind of look like Mandela. Don't <laughs> <laughs> say that. So don't talk too bad about it. <laughs> Actually, for, for the longest time, I, I, I had that idea of him being a traitor. Mm -hmm. Mandela sold us art. He never gave us whatever we wanted. But then, after some time, I said, I don't know, I, I, on, around campus, I was talking to, to I them. Think, I think we were having the chat. I was with you. Yeah, I think we were having the chat. Yeah. I, I was talking to them, guys. I'm like, have you guys realized how much politics have killed youth? More especially, I was, I was just talking about South Africa. I'm like, okay. look at our campus. Mm -hmm. You can look at every politically affiliated student. Yeah. Every politically affiliated civilian in this country. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say this, but they will amount to nothing good in future. No one is useless, mm -hmm. but those are people who would never become anything. We will cry of corruption. Corruption is bred through the, the foundations of politics, which is student politics. Mm -hmm. These guys, they, they want to they, they, they're not about empowering. Yeah. I asked this other guy this other day, I'm like, my guy, so say for instance, you, you wanted to, you F7 people, the F7 people. Okay. So F7 is like academically excluded. So you normally go through the political structures for you to get a hearing, whatever, and sometimes reverse and, and all that. Yeah. Normally, this thing can be reversed without involving any political person. Sure. You can literally go there if you know who, to, who you're supposed to go to. You can literally go there, talk to that person, and then you'll be good. Because mm -hmm. no one can argue a case more than you can. Mm. But these guys will literally take you, do all the talking for you there, step out, call you to come and confirm that what whatever he said was true. You don't even know what this guy said. <laughs> I'm like, my guy, that has never been empowering. Empowering has never came out like that. Mm. If you tell me that you got F7, go to that, go to that door. What is, that what door is F7 for my people who don't know and I don't know? Oh, okay. F7 is like a, a University of Johannesburg code for academically excluded people. So if, if you, you fail, If you fail more than 50% of your your modules, academic mm -hmm. modules, you, you'll be given an F7 code on so your you academic So you basically have to leave You're excluded the university. From okay. Yeah. yeah, so... But you can obviously, you know, try to protest it, whatever you yeah. do. But I was actually on the Mandela issue before yeah. I, 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 I detour. So, I was looking at them African countries. We, we're the youngest democracy in Africa. Everyone is, is older. There's no stable country in Africa other than South Africa. And I'm not saying this because I'm trying to you know, trying to look good. Yeah, the Gauteng, look... isn't it one of the wealthiest provinces yeah. in Africa? Yeah. It is, yes. Yeah. And I'm not trying to look down on them other African countries, but this is what Mandela saw. South Africans would have wanted money, would have wanted economical freedom at that time, would have wanted 
free education would have wanted all free things. Yeah. Which want rightfully they, they deserved. Yes. But let's, let's look at it. Because we are, we, are, we are a big community, an African community, right? What's happening in Congo? Mm -hmm. What's happening in Central Africa? What's happening in Nigeria? Mm -hmm. What's happening in Ghana? In all these African countries, before our democracy, mm -hmm. they all, they, they, they got everything they wanted. Mm -hmm. Their presidents gave them everything they wanted. Patrice Lumumba gave Congolese everything in Congo. Mm -hmm. Every, all them, Jomo Kenyatta in Kenya. All these guys gave these people whatever asked people for. asked for. At the end, it never turned out as how people had anticipated things to be. Come to the South African um, story. Mandela being the smart guy he's always been. Mm -hmm. All our, our, all our, our, our heroes, all our freedom fighters, all of them were in exile. Why? And people have never asked themselves why were these guys in exile. That's not because they were trying to fight for us. These guys were trying to stay safe. Yeah. These guys were not trying to get killed. Because yeah. they knew if you're in South Africa and you're having a voice, you're going to get killed. And if things go right in the future, you'll be dead. You won't, you won't eat. What do you think our government, our politics is run by all former prisoners? Yeah. No one wants to let go of power. Because... This is what Mandela saw at that time. Because these guys were in his group. Mm -hmm. He could see these guys. These people, this country would end up exactly like them other African countries if they can get what they want. They need to acquire value for things on their own. If they want free education, they should fight for free education on their own terms. Mm -hmm. Not this generation. I just see. got this for. The, the coming generations, those are the people who would have an, who would have an understanding of what's of really happening. Of the value. Look at how we've, we've been pushing the fees must fall thing. True. It's been going smoothly because it's not about anyone. It's about this generation. It's, it's this generation driving it. He actually did say it. Aluta continue. Yeah. Well, well, to the point of, you know, Youth, youth are the one who sparked the first, you know, yeah. uprising. Even well. the seventy-six uprising, All right? That was the youth. But the, yes. the, 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 our, our, our freedom fighters, our struggle guys, they came after seventy-six. They came back. They claimed everything. See, now, so it this, was now them who then fought. This, this is one of the they big took issues. Now. You know, but people uh, who, who were inside the country fighting, getting shot, getting killed, are nowhere recognized. You, 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 you hit the, the. Um, the nail on the head when you say people who got power don't want to give it up and this is one of the most dangerous things in our community because it's not about the individual yeah and this is where we lose a lot because an individual props themselves up in a position for being an activist for being a revolutionary yeah. and then once they get that power and they get that influence they start to feel themselves mm. and it becomes less about the results and more about empowering themselves it's to a position so when there's a youth that may seem to be more significant, that can produce a better change, they don't want to relinquish the spotlight to that youth to empower them and to stand behind them. Yes. Yes. Even though that's how they empower themselves. So 
there's an individualistic mindset that's embedded into our so-called revolution yeah. that we perpetuate our own oppression with yeah. that. And we kill it and have to restart over every generation because that same egoistic mentality continues to be perpetuated. I honestly feel like the individualism is killing Africans the most. That's, that is the... Because we are tribal people. We are weapon. meant to yeah. work together. Oh, busy. White people are doing exactly everything we think they are doing. Yeah. But we're giving them way too much credit than they deserve. Honestly, mm. yeah. Listen, way, way, listen. way, way too much. White supremacy will thrive regardless if we focus on it or not. <laughs> yeah. Black excellence will not thrive if we don't focus on it. Exactly. Yes. So we can complain until we are Ooh. pale in the face and we look uh, white about them. But if we're not we, producing the solutions, loving each other, protecting yeah. each other, providing empowerment to each other, we lose. Right now, we have a problem in America to where everybody's becoming these celebrity activists, uh -huh. celebrity revolutionaries. It's the same thing and, even here in South Africa, bro. And, and the ego is, is mounting. Yeah. And when yeah, we have ego. the ability to empower each other and be in rooms with each other to say like you know what i don't want to do this alone let me bring my brother yeah. in because the more of us the more powerful we become but instead we allow them to tokenize us and it's just one in the room because yes. it's easier to control one yes you know what i mean but when you let everybody in the room then that's real power yes. but if it's just yes. one speaking for the people outside the room then that's dangerous it is because then they think it you know maybe if this person turns <coughs> oh, Oh, I did the dabble now. So, <laughs> it, 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 I call it the um, the Wego. The Wego. So I co-founded a group called the Shifters, and it's short for Paradigm Shifters. Nice. And we travel around the country, and we work together, and we all have our own respective platforms. <coughs> oh, excuse me. That's you. And we have our own respective influences. Yeah. But what we do is we put up our own money to travel together and teach black people around the world how to shift their mindset, how to start businesses, cultivate yeah. spirituality, consciousness, a bunch of different things. Yeah. And it can never be about the individual. So because we know ego kills organization every single time. It does. So instead of bragging about what I do, having to be the one that always has to be out front, yeah. the goal is to say, no, let's brag about what we do because yeah. it's very as, hard to as come a collective. together. Yeah. So when you see a group of black men and black women working together, you say, how the hell did they do that? Yeah. I know how hard it is to work with all these big-headed people. <laughs> right? We can barely walk through the door. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So yeah. now the point is trying to figure out how do we get to this place yeah. to where we understand that for one, the internet is one big collaborative system anyway. That's all we do on the internet. Yeah, yeah. we the, the, connect. Listen, an influencer is nothing without the followers. Yeah. The influencer collaborates with the followers. That's what you do. The you likes, the comments, the next. shares, that is a collaboration. Social media yeah. is You're putting it out there. But you can never be so full of yourself that you forget to tap in and each individual, we call that, my, my brother Dr. Wesley coined this called the Black God Protocol. Yeah. To where each individual has a specialty, has a frequency, has a spectrum inside them that I don't have. So yeah. even if I master this godliness inside myself, <laughs> I still have to bow down to you because you have something I don't have. Yeah. Yeah. But if I'm so full of myself How? and my cup is running over, then I can never take in what you have. Definitely. And so the frequency is all of us working together, yeah. right? So we can be young, rich, black gods across this planet Earth. And that's how it works. So I want to leave on this. In America, there's a lot of ignorance as to what Africa is. Yeah. You yeah. know, because... <laughs> People come out here and they never show Africa. They never end. Here's the problem I have with Why? tourism out here. Is that 
you constantly want to jump around from place to place instead of steep in one place and get to know it for a minute. Yeah. Mm. And really I think happening. that's the issue is that, no, let me jump over there to say yeah. I was in this country. Then let me go here to say I was in this country. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to spend time with the people. You have to talk to the people. You have to go around. You have to observe. You have to listen. Yeah. Because culture. these people are scared of Africans that you walking past. And they don't even, a lot of sometimes they don't even know you're from America <laughs> <laughs> until you start talking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they just thought, it's so many black people out here. They don't know that you're not from here. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know? You, you black to us. Like, they we, used we to see it all black people all day. And all type of black people. Somebody asked me if I was Arabic. I'm like, oh yeah, they, they used to seeing so many different type of black people. <laughs> it wasn't until, you know, you speak more and then you give them more of your accent. They said, are you from the States? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, y'all, I'm from Cali. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So that, I think that's like an important thing. But what message would you give to black Americans um, to, 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 I don't know, just as a bridge to where they can understand that there's not an animosity or a hatred. Mm. We may have ignorance on both sides yeah. about who we are, but all of our experience out here was love and energy. You know what I mean? They call me booty. Booty kids. Booty. Booty means brother. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? And every time I talk to a brother, they see the Arabic or something, they be like, oh, you Muslim? And they say, oh, you my brother. Mm. But they make it seem as if you all hate black Muslims in America. Oh. That's the mentality that has been spilled to us. Or they make it seem like you don't like black people, period, in America. Why? That has been something that always been a dividing gap to mm. keep black people from coming over here. So everybody wants to go to Europe so, so and see that rusty ass Eiffel Tower instead of come out here and tap in. Where I went to Adam's Calendar, and you know that's the oldest megalithic in, site in the world. But most people never even heard of it. Mm. When I went to the Apartheid Museum, I seen something that was on the wall that was talking about we are the walkers, uh, I believe, and it was talking about how there was. 77,000 euro geometrical shapes that we used to utilize in order to communicate between each other. Mm -hmm. And when you think about that and how advanced and how sophisticated that system is, because for one to speak in geometrical shapes is a very complex mathematical thought process. It is. But we think of ourselves through the lens of white supremacy, so we think of ourselves as uncivilized and primitive. Yeah. You understand me? Instead of understanding that even those people that are in the tribes, they have a level of sophistication that people that live in cities don't even have. If you are out of touch with nature, then you can never be as civilized and you can never be as advanced as the people that are in touch with nature. Because you have to go to another man and another doctor in order to teach you how to heal yourself. Yes. They can go directly to the earth and know exactly what plants and what herbs are good to remineralize the body and heal the body. So who is out of touch and who is more advanced? Yeah. So we have to stop viewing civilization through the lens of white supremacy and we have to go back to our nature and view it through the lens of our own God consciousness. Definitely. Actually, I think we've mistaken. Oh, but you, uh, yeah. yeah. I be talking so much. I be, <laughs> you know, y'all tell black Americans, you know what I mean? What y'all want to know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we've mis mistaken civilization with westernization. Right. More especially on this part of Earth, like yes. in Africa. We, we think being civilized is becoming white or right. becoming more of a European right. or Western. And, and white civilization is to cover up their savagery. Yeah. yeah. So think about this before I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> But if you look at, you know, the table spread, they have a million forks, mm -hmm. spoons, mm -hmm. one for pudding and one for rice. Yeah. It's, it's, you wear these fancy suits and all these other different things, but behind that it's, is, is, is the lowest level. Like, we had chattel slavery. Chattel slavery was the worst level of human depreciation possible. 
right? It took you and stripped you of every essence of being that made you a human, right? It robbed you of your ability to think, your ability to eat, your, your ability to have your own religion, your own name. It tortured you, it raped the men, it raped the women. You know, it separated the men and women, it killed and it, it was just the most horrific form, right? And out there, we have this thought process to say, well, Africans enslaved Africans, but it wasn't even the same. I, I think that we should need a different name for one, for what happened out here and what happened out there. Definitely. Because to cast them together as both forms of slavery is not even fair, no. right? Which is the reason we call something prison and one slavery, even though prison industry is slavery as well. But when you get to the essence of what happened to black Americans, which is why we try to be more African than y'all, because we're trying to connect. Yeah. I went to the UK with the Queen Diambia uh, of the Congo. And you know, she's a queen by royalty, by being able to connect her bloodline to the land. Yes. We can't do that in America. Yeah. So we tap inward to our DNA because we can't connect to the land. Yes. Right? So we can't claim the king and queen status. So we tap into that God molecule that exists within us. Mm. You understand me? And so there's a different level of consciousness and self-identity that produces our consciousness. Yeah. But when it comes to bridging the gap between Africans and black, for one, we have to stop comparing our experiences as if it's a competition. It, yeah, and and as if like you all had anything to well, in in the framework that modern Africans are uh, responsible for black slavery, right? Chattel slavery, and I think that that's where a disconnect lies because instead of seeing our open enemy that's right in front of us. We think about people that are across the pine and you're mad at them for something that they didn't do for us. When today our generation has to start just bridging the gap and figuring out how we can work together, right? That form of slavery that existed out here is not the same form of slavery that existed where we was. You yeah. understand me? Yeah. And if you don't educate yourself, you'll always be ignorant. And ignorance is what causes the divide and creates the slaves. Yes. And the slaves hate the next slave. Yeah. And the way that they feel empowered is by putting another slave down because they can't put the master down. Yeah. You understand me? So yeah. we have to remember, for one, we have to become masters and then work with each other. You understand me? Yeah, but I, I, I relinquish. And I sit back and I'll let you guys speak. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, just a message to Black America. I think Black America, y'all have no idea how much we love you here in Africa, actually. Like, we look up to Black Americans so much. And a lot of the things that we do in our culture and everything is very much inspired by what you guys do. Because the fact that you guys are able to tap into that God molecule, into your DNA, that's beautiful. To be able to, to be so far away from your home, from your land, but to still come back and to find who you are that is something that we can all learn even though we're here in Africa there's a lot of Africans who are lost they also don't know where they're from mm. or where their roots are or where they actually belong in the land here on its own so we have to actually learn from each other like instead of hating on each other we should learn how to communicate and to connect with one another and to inspire one another and not to be like you know what we're better than you or you know, we're doing things better because it's not like that. A lot of your culture is also inspired by Africa because you guys are Africans. So you can't help but be inspired by who you are. And we can't help but be inspired by who you guys are because you guys are who we are. We are all one thing. So it's very important that we come back and we realize that we are one and we are united. We are not separated. We have been separated, yes, but we don't have to live like that. Mm. We can come back and love each other. I think the most important thing is love. Africa was very much about love and 
you know, that was like the main thing that we would make sure that is, is amongst us. That was the common thing, Ubuntu. Ubuntu is actually love, loving one another. And we need to come back to that, coming back to that simple base love, like of my brother and my sister, even though we're far and everything is happening, we need to love one another. Mm, that's beautiful. My brother. Yeah, um, most definitely what she says is pretty much correct. Because I feel like uh, black Americans, if that's correct, <laughs> African American. Because I, I, I think there's even a confusion. On, well, you know, the, on the term African American was actually coined by Jesse Jackson, and Jesse Jackson is no. not considered a reputable leader for black people. Yeah. So, those who consider themselves to be of the woke caliber, enlightened, yeah. some people call themselves more, some people call yeah. themselves black. Yeah, but know, I mean, so, yeah, you yeah. guys on that, on that side of the planet are. I, I mean, you, you, you have all this access, you, you, you reach things earlier than us, you know. Y'all are great with y'all, the manifestation. Yeah, y'all are a bit advanced. Y'all manifest so bit. quickly. Y'all are advanced on things. Information, you got archives, you got information you could not really tap into. What you guys need to remember is, when Africa was invaded, everything was taken away from mm. Africa. You guys stand a better chance of discovering our information, which is hidden on your side, on that not side. on this side. This side we have the, the, the blood information, we have the land information, we have information which was told to us which we cannot really provide so much evidence of because it had to be taken away. People who took it away are people who run your corporates, which runs your countries, Britain, America, all of them. You guys have, 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 have means of getting this information. I've, I've, I, 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 I've listened to your KRS-1s and, and all these conscious brothers, which, which have been even rappers. They, they have a way of giving the information, but they also have a way of thinking if they come this side of Africa, they will get more information on their backgrounds. I doubt you guys can get information on your DNAs and everything here. What you can get here is principles. What you can get here is proof. Yes, how it is to be black. Right. How it feels to be black. You know, you guys can be black, but honestly, you might. Uh, I think I heard you say in, in on that uh, in America they might teach you that we don't like black Muslims. We don't like really black people, which are in the America. Somehow there is that element. It, it can't be true. It's not entirely true, because we can look at you and be like, these guys are black, but they act in white. Right. You know, and that's very to, to to that thought process. There are a lot of black people with black skins, but with white yeah. minds. And subliminally, right. me seeing you acting white, and me being black, and understanding that this guy is black, but how can he be Why is he acting so like this? white in his actions? <laughs> I guess it's it's acceptable. So that kind of thing. But then again, the Eurocentric and the Afrocentric yeah. mindset is. The duality of the black American and, and the experience that we have. That yes. brings more confusion to whoever is just observing. Right. And, and see, yeah. that I think that's is, that's, that's very powerful. What we have is, um, I call it the, you know, uh, 
you have the white dream or the American dream, and then you have your black dream. Mm -hmm. Your black dream encompasses things that you do for spiritual purposes, things that fulfill you. Yeah. Your American dream are things that will fulfill you from materialistic things yeah. Yeah. and to where you can be compensated for your skills and things of that nature. Yeah. And in between there, you have to learn how to balance that duality of thinking. Yeah. Right? Because one allows you to produce the life. One allows you to sustain the life. Yeah. You know, so being that we live in America, there are some people who get so ingrained into capitalism in white America that they essentially become white Americans yeah. with black skin. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I consider my definition of black, black means original, mm -hmm. right? Meaning that it is, it is a frequency, right, of thinking. Yeah. That is attached to our original nature. And our original nature is that like of a baby, which is good, mm -hmm. right? Which means that you're righteous. So if I meet a brother who is evil, you are just as a black devil to me as you yeah. could be a black god. Yeah. But if I yeah. meet one that is good, that is my brother, right? So when we talk about the word black, we're talking about people that are tapped into their original nature. Yeah. Not just people who have melanin, because melanin is all, you got melanin yeah. and you melanin, okay. yeah. and that's all across the planet Earth. Yes. But we only vibrate with those individuals who are tapped into the same spectrum of thinking that we have. So yeah. if your mind is not black, then you are not black. Yeah. And the opposite of black, of course, is white. So yeah. that's why when we see a black body with a white mind, we know that we're not on the There's same frequency. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, 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 might, that might as well be a black man yeah. painted with a white face. Yeah. You understand me? Mm -hmm. And so that is the danger is that black Americans have too many people inside their mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is where our issue exists. Even the way we're starting to view gender is through a white woman's mind. Yeah. You understand yeah. me? And so we have white matriarchal supremacy and we have white patriarchal supremacy. And so now you have the issues between black men and black women is the fact that if you don't agree with the totality of a white woman's thinking that is connected to the intersectionality of women's rights, or if you don't agree with the gay white man thinking that is connected to the intersectionality of gay rights, then there can be an issue between us. Yeah. But we're supposed to have a conversation based on our nature and who we are because the first thing we were fighting for was for one, freedom, you understand? Two, civil rights. Civil rights involve black men and black women working together to yeah. produce the rights that will be for the betterment of our people and our family structure. Yeah. Yes. So we have lost our family structure because we allowed everybody to be in between. To come and tell us. And the one person who is not in between the women's rights and the Man. LGBT rights is the heterosexual black man. Yeah. So masculinity is effectively same. being effeminated through the food, yeah. through the water, through the programming, the media, the politics. Everything. It's being Dimitri. demonized, scrutinized, and criticized in every element of the way. There's so a movie that's coming Africa out right, right now. now. Like, it's, okay. it's actually what's This what's is what our country is right suffering now. from right now. Mm, it's it's so you cannot it's tell women bad. anything. Well, no, it's not like that. Okay, no, <laughs> but it is. I mean, bro, literally. You, you can, for instance, try to reason with South African women. Tell them, okay, South African women will tell you, problem in South Africa is our men. Our men are not taught. Our men are what? Like, okay. But what, what happens when you guys do this? I mean... No, like I've, we, I've, we, I've had, had, we had a, 
we had a whole hashtag men are trash it was a whole thing wow. for a very long time and it still is it, it's so, still so, so but now it's better it's better now because women are like okay the, the problem i think the problem is feminism i think absolutely we can't have because a system we where we did not create it for one no. you can you can you can't have a system where like the females are like oh we have this so, to say. so here's, the men here, have here's this the thing say. right it's divided there's these shirts that go around and they said the future is female yeah now that's a impossibility yeah right the future can't be male, it can't be female. No. So they say the future is female is kind of like a lesbian statement. Say the future is male is like a homosexual statement. <laughs> if it was a man wearing that shirt. Yeah. The future has to be female and males working together. Yes. That is the only balanced, collaborative future that is healthy for us. Yes. So even when we put out these statements, these are toxic within themselves. So what exists in a lot of men and what exists in a lot of women? So in America, they talk about toxic masculinity. Mm. This term came from a white gay man and a straight gay man okay. that created this term in America. And it has been spread as propaganda against black masculinity, especially because black masculinity is the most dangerous form of masculinity to the world because that is godliness. Yeah. So what ended up happening is, is that when you think about the toxicity the toxicity really is in that when men are not in touch with that masculine element of themselves. Yeah. Because that masculine element is a protector, a provider, a producer, a one who implements his willpower, one who learns how to manage himself. That is manhood. But see, the issue is that there's a lot of men who are more effeminate and they don't understand the feminine aspect of themselves. Yeah. So they become emotional and in this emotional outburst, they try to use their uh, masculine bravado of their, because of their ignorance to their feminine, right? And so if there's not a balance of masculine and feminine, then of course there's going to be an issue, right? But the problem with men is the toxic femininity within them. Mm -hmm. Not the toxic masculinity, mm -hmm. right? And the problem with the women is the toxic masculinity because they start to think to act like a man and things of that nature, but yeah. they don't act like the healthiest version of divine masculinity. They act like the very man that they put down. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is the issue. It's like you it's take toxic the very same femininity in men and toxic masculinity in women. And so it's not until that we get back to our divine order, what I call the God triarch. You understand me? It's men and women working together side by side. And yeah. that's how we win. Right. And as we can see, this problem persists all around the world. Yeah. But see, the people, the problem is that we didn't create feminism. We didn't create these ideas. What would the planet look like if black people ran it? Would yeah. these same words, these same toxic issues be ran and spilled about as propaganda? Or will we get more so in tune with our nature from our ancestral line where black men and black women have been working together for millions of years, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? But we allow people that came in between us for the last 400 years or so to tell us how our relationship should be formed yeah. in order for us to have a more progressive future. And how we should act as well. I feel like one thing that we should not forget is that as a man and as a woman, we possess both the energies. Absolutely. You have both masculine and feminine energy, and so do I. And there's no way that you can separate the two. That's where now you get this and they are aggression. Equal force. Yeah, and they're equal force. So we actually need to learn how to balance it, not only amongst each other, but within ourselves. You need to learn how to balance that energy within you, that masculine energy within me. How do I balance it with my feminine energy? So that I don't get upset when I see a man being a man, yeah. and I feel like, why yeah. is he being like this? Because I don't actually understand the energy myself. The energy that I embody myself. Right. And, and, and another thing is that manhood has to be retaught, right? Because 
a lot of men, a lot of males don't know what manhood is. Yeah. yeah. So this is a huge problem as well. So they just grow into anything almost, yeah, or whatever yeah. they, whatever. whatever they whatever watch. Direction. Yeah. So manhood has to be taught based on the characteristics and principles that embody manhood. Yeah. But today, manhood is now being skewed as an image of gender fluidity. Yeah. Right? So now they would say, oh, a man wears a dress. This is the new masculinity. Yeah. How is that even possible? <laughs> if you really had an agenda that was healthy for us, you would say, no, the new masculinity is being a provider, a protector, is being empathetic, is having great mental health, is taking care of your business and your family and things of that nature. Yes. But those are not the things that they're pushing behind this masculinity. They're pushing an image of fluidity yeah. because they know that that's feminine. Yes. And the last thing I want to say is that you all's legal drinking age out here is 18. Yeah. Um, they told me that even though it's 18, you know, the laws are still, they don't really wear So people really started around like 12 years old. Yeah. Right? Now, we have this in our much. country too sometimes. Too but from what I know in South Africa, some of the biggest consumers of alcohol in the world. Yeah. Now, there's an issue with alcohol consumption, and now you have the legalization of marijuana and the weed industry. Yeah. <laughs> For one, the weed is overchemicalized, right? Hmm. And so the same thing with the alcohol, what this does is, um, this is more from, y'all got to look up Dr. Wesley, he's very powerful on this Talk subject. And he talks about how these, there's chemicals within both of them that inhibit the production of, um, of um, DMT. No, not DMT. Um, the thing that creates, you know, testosterone, okay. oh. right? So what it does is it effeminates your body. Right? So wow. that the male that is constantly drinking, he has less willpower, right? Less focus, less of those things that make him a determining man. Wow. You understand me? So the fact that, you know, you give the people weed, you give the people liquor, that's going to keep them subdued for another 50, 100 years. True. You understand me? So I believe one of the biggest things that you either do is soberize yourself and not continue to create a culture of alcoholism because it won't allow this generation to empower themselves long yeah. enough to actually have a working revolution. Yeah. You understand me? And so the weed is dangerous because now that is, it, it, it is being uh, legalized, you're gonna have all these corporations yeah. that implement these chemicals. Yeah. And weed is another thing that is going to be inhibiting that production of testosterone and, and then inhibiting the production of estrogen as well. Mm -hmm. So it's effectively messing up our whole physiology and biological whole system, biology. which affects the way that we think. Yes. So it's important that you even look at that. Then you have the McDonald's is still huge out here. Mm -hmm. yeah. You understand me? They're trying to KFC. sell you KFC. That stuff has huge. soy in it, right? It, how can the fact that you all have land and farming and y'all have the ability to create your own foods, yet they're trying to sell you organic foods yeah. at higher prices. That's when what they do. You got a peach tree in your backyard. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Now, we have food deserts. We have food deserts to where it's much easier to get a piece of chicken than it is an apple, right? So they poison us. We have a lot of Arabs and a lot of uh, Chinese that come into our communities and create liquor stores, which I'm sure exists out here as well. But yeah, they do, and that's considered to be haram to them, but they sell it to us. Yeah. So one of my goals for 2020 is we go around to all of those stores and we kick them out everywhere that they exist. 
and we put in food bodegas, which are places that sell fruits and yeah. vegetables, yeah. and we make the availability of food that has minerals and nutrients more available to our people yeah. because we're more starving healthy. and we're dying and that's killing us, it right? Is. And that's why we can't get the proper willpower. We can't think the proper thoughts, right? To will ourselves and to manifest a better existence for ourselves. So we have a lot of issues that surround all of that. And those are some of the biggest issues that we can get to. Because if you can control the way what a person eats, you can control what a person thinks. Yeah. You understand yeah. me? Yeah. We're all wondering it. Listen, um, they told us we only had 25 minutes. <laughs> we had to fight the security guards to get here. Um, it was yeah. dope. One of the security guards knew who I was, and he just wanted a selfie. That's why he was being so tough on us. <laughs> but I had a very enlightening conversation with you two. Um, and more of these conversations need to be had because, you know, um, communication breeds understanding. Understanding breeds acceptance. Yeah. And it's not until we understand each other that we can accept each other. So when we have these conversations that are heard across the planet Earth, then they understand that, wait a minute, they think just like us. We think just like them. <laughs> yeah. And that commonality builds that bridge because when we can connect all the black people across the planet Earth, we become the majority rule. And that's the goal time to get us some power. It's been 19 Keys. Tell them where you can find your, your, yourselves again. Um, <laughs> I'm actually not like on social media okay. right now. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, as, as soon as I do that. We'll, we'll get her IG hooked up. <laughs> <laughs> She's studying minerals. Yes. And there's a lot of people who are now on YouTube and now on Facebook and mm -hmm. IG who never studied Metallurgy and, and minerals, yeah. but claim to be experts. <laughs> so I would love to hear my sister that has, you know, uh, an education in it, you know, expound on it, so we can get that from you. Yeah, I would love, I would love to do that. My brother, can you? I know you're gonna say it, but can you spell it out for the people? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, uh, you can reach me on Fikonachi, F I G R O N A C I. Mm. It's Fibonacci. It's Fibonacci like Fibonacci. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's everywhere actually on my Twitter and my IG, Facebook as well. You'll find me there. Same same name. Yeah, just I guess unless we are be, let's try to be conscious of our environment. Let's, let's be aware each of each other and our surroundings. That way, it's it's the only way we can try to build and become better. And spread love. Let us spread love. Must know what it is. Pete. Oh, that was amazing. That was beautiful. Oh, oh my God. God. I feel amazing. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.